0: Hello and welcome to Retention Chronicles, a podcast sponsored by Malomo, a shipment tracking platform that helps e-commerce brands turn order tracking into a profitable marketing channel on this podcast we welcome leading DTC brands and experts to chat about all things customer retention and e-commerce we absolutely love highlighting all of the amazing things that our customers are doing in the post-purchase space if you like what you hear be sure to check out our website gomalomo.com maybe you'll even be featured on this podcast someday in the near future who's to say to help us Continue to bring new guests and information to you. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you like to listen. On this week's episode of Retention Chronicles, we welcome the Sticks team, Amina Fawad and Emma Henderson. Amina is the Director of Operations at Sticks, and Emma is the Lifecycle Marketing Manager. Sticks empowers confident health decisions at all times. You will hear both of them talk about Sticks. But I'm really inspired because it is a brand that is female-founded, no judgment. It's a health brand with amazing products, and it gives their customers the space they need to make confident decisions about their body. What do we go into? I mean, there's so much. One of the things that I love about this episode is how we get both the perspective from an operations standpoint and then a marketing standpoint. So how do they relate to each other? How are they different? How does customer retention come into play? Why is it important? All of that you will get in this episode. They also talk about what do they invest in? What do they choose not to? Um, They look at how, you know, the messaging that they're putting out there is landing with their customers and their community and then how they use that data to then support their strategy going forward. Also, What opportunities that could be left on the table if you don't focus on customer retention and making sure that every single branch, every single touch point, all of the post-purchase experience, all of the customer journey is not seamless. Well, you'll just have to listen to the full episode to find out. One thing that I also loved that Amina and Emma talked about is product market surveys. If, you, or if you're not convinced they're necessary, I think you might change that after you listen to what they have to say, because they talk about how they've really got a lot of customer feedback and how that helped their momentum as a brand move forward. Also, an awesome thing that they talk about is that they highlight their customers both externally and internally to keep their teams centralized and really help build that community for their customers each and every day. So welcome everyone. We are at Retention Chronicles today. We are joined by the Sticks team. Amina and Emma, thank you so much for joining us. We are delighted to have you here. I thought we could start it off with some intros. So Amina, why don't you kick us off and then Emma will have you follow up.
1: Great, thanks, Maya. We're super excited to be here. Um, So my name is Amina Fawad. I'm the Director of Operations at Sticks. I joined the team in February, 2021. So a little bit over a year ago now. And I manage all things supply chain um, for Sticks, which includes fulfillment, managing all of our shipping and carriers. Um, So that's where I have come in to work with the Malomo team. Um, Also work on our wholesale operations and then overall business strategy and operations. So lots of fun things. Um, So pretty much anything related to physical product or operational is all under me. Awesome, thank you. And Emma?
2: Hi, I'm Emma. I am the Lifecycle Marketing Manager here at STIX. I joined the team in November of 2021 and I manage all things retention, the mapping and development of the customer journey over time, as well as loyalty and customer lifetime value.
0: Awesome. Thank you both for sharing. Again, we are delighted to have you on. Um, it's always good to kind of give a background for our listeners about what uh, each brand does. So Amina, can you tell us about what Sticks is, what you guys
1: do and kind of give more of a background? Yes, definitely. So, Styx was founded in 2019 by Cynthia Plotch and Jamie Norwood, our two co-founders. And in 2019, they really set out to create a medically-backed reproductive and vaginal health brand that is there for you in your most vulnerable moments. Our goal is to empower confident health decisions at all times, and currently we provide products for pregnancy, ovulation, UTIs, yeast infections, and we also have a line of vitamins, uh, pain relief, and treatments, Um, and really the goal is to provide all of these products to whoever needs them in a judgment-free environment. Awesome. Thank you. And so you had mentioned
0: the two female co- co-founders. So how did they like, how did they start sticks? Do you, um, uh, do you know like the background? Because I, I imagine like the products that you guys have, they're very like intimate for your customers. So I think you have to have like a good foundation, um, to be like, to make sure that your customers are like comfortable. So how did, how did sticks kind of come about?
1: Yeah, it's actually um a kind of funny but also probably mortifying story for <laughs> Cynthia. We um, love that. <laughs> so Sticks was founded um like I said in 2019 after Cynthia actually ran into her boyfriend's mom while buying a pregnancy test at the drugstore. Oh <laughs> and she called Jamie and was telling her the story of what happened and they were just saying like there must be a better way to deal with situations like this and that's where Styx was really born. So kind of one mortifying drugstore experience that I think we can all attest to has happened to us in, in many different ways, whether it's buying a pregnancy test or buying the UTI test where you're like, oh my God, I hope nobody sees me. Um, and, and just kind of taking the stigma out of those things, providing education um, to women about those products and about their bodies. And yeah, the you know the rest was really history. Like I said, we started with pregnancy tests back in 2019 and now we're here with three categories um, and you know over 10 different products. So a lot has changed but like I said, the goal has really stayed the same from, from the very beginning.
0: That's awesome. And I think one of the cool things, of course, I was looking all over sticks and I've heard uh, Jenny shout her out. um, One of our awesome CSNs just talk about you and your team and how great they are to work with. So one of the things I love to ask our brands that come on the podcast is like, what is it like, like working with such a powerful team um, of strong women and kind of like the culture? um, How does I, of course we'll get to, and like how that strategy and everything how that all plays into um your brand as well but i love i would love both of your
1: perspectives on what that's like yeah so i i can definitely start um working at six is a lot of fun um you know i my past um career prior to joining sticks in the startup world was working in consulting which is very much the boys club so uh it was kind of a huge adjustment to join one a much smaller team but also a team of all women where typically I was the only woman on a team um, in my last job, so it's been really great. I think everyone is super engaged with what we're doing and is really passionate about what we're doing, which I think makes all the difference. Um, so again, like our culture, like we've got a team of really empathetic women that are all amazing and all really dedicated to making sure other women have positive um, health experiences. So overall, like every day is a lot of fun like i know that the people that i'm working with um all really care about what we're doing and are also all really great people that have become really great friends as well
2: awesome yeah, yeah i definitely echo what amina said you know it's been a surreal experience in the best way working at sticks everyone is just so supportive and collaborative we have big goals and everyone is supportive of each other and reaching those goals um I think another really great thing about working at Sticks is if you have a question or you have a problem that you have to solve, you're fully supported in finding a solution or an answer, and really like running after what whatever that solution or answer is.
0: That's awesome here. I mean, I I always gush about working at Malomo too of how it's just a great culture, and it really does make a difference. Like you want to work harder for your customers or brands, whatever whoever you're servicing, and. I mean, from an outsider's perspective who isn't on the sticks team, it, it truly shines in like how your brand is portrayed. So I commend you both, um, for being able to kind of like show how comfortable your team is together and then to have that, uh, comfortability or passion, kind of ease your customers, um, and make them comfortable as well. So I also would love to know more about your day to day, you know, um, Amina, you're on the operational side of things, and Emma, you're on the marketing side of things. So I am, you know, from our team, they're very closely tied together. So I'd love to know more about, you know, like what problems you guys work on together, um, both outside of customer retention and, of course, inside it. um, And how do you kind of go about solving those issues?
1: Yeah. So every day is a new and different challenge working in operations. (laughs) Um, As we know, in 2022, the world of supply chain is still um, just, it's living in its own world and and we're just (laughs) having to deal with it. Um, So my days are split, I would say. One one side of my work is making sure that our customers have the best possible product as human quickly as humanly possible. So a lot of time working with our suppliers on existing products, working with new suppliers on developing and launching new products, working with our warehouse um, and making sure that fulfillment is going well um, and making sure that our customers are, you know get it, like I said, getting their product as, as quickly as they can. So shipping innovation is also something that I'm always working on and trying to find new ways for people just to get our product faster. Um, I also spend a lot of time supporting kind of internal operations at Sticks, which means a lot of project management, but um, it's also really, really fun because I get to touch almost every other part of the business. So, for example, getting to work with Emma, on different um, aspects of customer retention and how that relates to physical product and operational needs. Um, that's really cool for me because, you know, as a supply chain person, um, you don't necessarily get to touch all all the other parts of the business, including marketing. So being in that operational role and on the operational side of the business really lets me do that, which I love. So. Like I said, every day is, is new and challenging, but um, definitely is is a really fun. Um, it's fun to you know I wake up and I don't really know what I'm going to get myself into for the day, um, so it, it's overall um, it's always just a fun challenge to have.
2: Yeah, to be totally honest, my day to day varies a lot, which I honestly love. Like one day I'll be diving into email SMS flow strategies. And then the next day I'll be launching a loyalty and referral program. So it's a lot of moving parts, Um, definitely keeps me on my toes, which I really love that fast paced kind of environment. Um, In terms of retention, a lot of what I do is focused on customer data and insights, which I kind of use to inform the different projects that we're working on Um, this means getting on calls with customers to understand their experience with sticks better which is always a really amazing experience kind of getting to learn directly from those customers as well as interpreting survey data to better understand our customers and their needs i think you know that, that survey data is really important to inform the different initiatives that we're you know, running, especially in terms of retention over time. Um, And I generally allow these learnings to kind of lead retention efforts um, in my day to day. Right.
0: Okay. so, yeah, you both I mean, I'm pretty similar, like having a hand in each um, project is kind of fun, right? Like sometimes, of course, it's a little overwhelming because you're like, oh, my gosh, there's so many good things that you can do and learn from each um, little project that you're working on. but. I mean, that's, I love having both of your perspectives on here for customer retention. And it's so interesting to see, cause I think of course operations and marketing, they have to ebb and flow together. Um, but I would love kind of your perspectives, both of your perspectives as to why you think customer retention is important for, from a customer's viewpoint um, of like, why do you think it matters so much to make sure that you are ensuring, um, your customers are happy, and they every interaction that they're having with your brand is a good experience.
2: Yeah, I can start on this one. Um, so I was the first person at Sticks brought on to specifically focus on lifecycle marketing. So I think retention at Sticks has definitely become an increasingly important focus here. Um, personally, I think retention is crucial for a brand like Sticks that is constantly evolving and growing over time with its customers. Without life cycle and retention. A lot of opportunities left on the table and a lot of opportunity for growth is lost. Um, Our customers are our most valuable resource, and we have to keep learning from them so that we can continue to serve them over time um, as they grow, you know, personally and with the brand. Um, Some examples of this are launching our new referral loyalty programs, which um, some customers were extremely excited about, and using data to inform new product development and introducing our existing customers to other products through cross-sells and upsells.
1: I was going to say, I think, you know, operationally, retention is really important to us too, like as we think about just operating an efficient and successful business like we want these customers to come back and stay in the sticks pipeline like it makes life easier for all of us um you know we acquire that customer once and um keeping them in the fold is just a lot more economical than always having to acquire new customers and like emma said too like it helps us gather more data on what products are actually doing well um what new products um people might want and that helps us make decisions as well on um you know where does our product line go? What do we invest in? Um, you know, what do we not invest in? So really having those like loyal and dedicated customers makes our lives just so much easier um, and allows for everyone to have a better experience. So both are all the people uh, working at Sticks and all the people that are purchasing um, from Stix and um, benefiting from the products that we're able to offer them.
0: I, that's awesome. I definitely want to dig into. There were a couple of things that stuck out to me um, from both you. So thank you for sharing, Emma. You had mentioned the opportunities that can like be left on the table if a brand doesn't focus on customer retention. Do you have any of those that come to mind?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think to echo what Amina said, it's you know expensive to keep you know bringing in new customers rather than nurturing the customers, the existing customers that you already have. Um, especially in terms of like how we can also grow our suite of products. Um, that's really an important part of growing a brand. And I think by listening to our customers and focusing on retention, it takes a lot of that guesswork, um, off the table.
0: Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. We've, we've definitely, um, seen the lift that comes from if you have a good retention strategy, like you're just way, a brand is way more, um, I think the percents, I we have a fact check at the end, so I'll, I'll check this, but I believe it's somewhere around like 60 to 70% of customers, if they're a returning customer, they'll purchase, but a new customer, it's like five to 20%, I believe. Um, and so we definitely see like that as a common shift as well, because the privacy, like Apple and Google updates, the privacy changes that have occurred have kind of forced brands, I think, to shift into focusing on retention more than acquisition just because of the expense alone. Um, But to me, like it makes sense even from a consumer standpoint of like, oh, if you know and love a brand because you like their product and the experience you had, like it's annoying or difficult to try and go find another product if you like the product, but you just didn't like the experience. You know, you're like searching for something that's similar, but maybe has uh, gets you quicker or something along um, something along those lines.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's why it's so important for us to like talk to our customers and look at the data and send surveys because our customers will literally tell us what they want and tell us about their experience. We just have to be receptive and listen to them. And I think that that's a really large part of the retention work that we're doing. And I totally agree with you. The shift that's happening, you know, with privacy policies, it's really important to focus on, you know, the customers that you do have and make sure you're nurturing them as a brand.
0: Yeah, I I definitely want to go into listening to your customers. So I would love to know more about like you've mentioned uh, surveys and getting that data. How do you go about um, listening to your customers and making sure? So I I think Emma, this would be more um, towards you. Like, how do you actually go about getting those uh, surveys or uh, those uh, interviews in front of your customers and then Maybe uh, Amina, you can take the, like, how do you actually um, take that data and like rope it into your uh, strategy moving forward?
2: Yeah, so I work with our customer experience um, associate. So to get on with customers, which really helps us to get a better understanding of their experience by having those face-to-face conversations and really understanding, you know, what their needs are and what their experience with the brand is over time. Um, And in terms of surveys, it's really important, I think, to have different surveys at different touch points. So for example, one of the surveys that I've been been digging into recently is our post-purchase survey, um, which really kind of digs into the experience as a whole um, from start to finish and what ultimately um, allowed a customer to decide to purchase through SIX. Um, And that data, again, has helped us to kind of inform lifecycle decisions as well as potential new products that we want to launch. Um, so I think you know, sending different surveys at different times is really important to get a better understanding of how people are experiencing the brand and potential opportunities to optimize our brand over time. Yeah. And I think to
1: add on to what Emma was talking about from a survey perspective, We've also done some really targeted surveys outside of the post-purchase experience where we wanna gather information on a certain topic. um, And it's sometimes things that we even put out broadly like on our Instagram. Where we're like hey take this survey um and that helps us also gather data not just about our customers but kind of like the broader demographic that we're that we're talking to and to learn information about you know what kind of products are they looking for or what what kind of stage of life are people in and, and what might that mean um how might that translate to um different things that we do from a content or education perspective as well um another survey that we really use is um product market fit. So kind of assessing how customers feel um, if they didn't have sticks and if they didn't have sticks products and overall really positive results. But the product market fit surveys that we've done have also um, just resulted in a lot of interesting feedback coming to us. And some of the biggest fe- pieces of feedback that we got over the last like year or so was um, having clearer instructions, which is really important to us for us to be kind of like jargon-free be really easy to read, easy to use, easy to understand. So we recently went through a rebrand um, for our packaging and our instructions and kind of our look and feel. So, you know, same sticks underneath, but just like a new bolder look. And as we went through that, we also took time to revisit our instructions and make sure we were really having clear, concise, easy to read, easy to use instructions for everybody. Um, Another piece of feedback that came out of those surveys was having faster shipping. So our products are something that you need in the moment. And when you need it, you need it. There's no like, oh, I can wait five days for this. Um, You know, and there is an aspect of being able to be prepared, which we do talk to our customers about. But sometimes, like I said, if you need it, you need it. So something that I'm always working on um, and something that I mentioned earlier is shipping innovation. So that's something that we're working on um, in Q2 of this year is just working with delivery partners um, and maybe non-traditional delivery partners and couriers to get product to customers faster so that we can really meet them where they are. Um, So those are just two other examples of how we like really put customer feedback to use in developing a stronger sticks for them.
0: Yeah, those are great examples. Um, Do you find that A lot of you had mentioned like social media, I'm guessing like email, they also go out via email um, and SMS, I'm sure. But do you find like that your customers, when you give them the opportunity to provide feedback, they usually are motivated to or um, like I guess I'm asking about the response rate and like if it even varies across whatever medium you kind of put it out there um,
1: to get in front of your customers with? I'll let Emma speak to kind of what we see on post-purchase surveys, which are like embedded into the journey. But when we do like customer interviews and things like that, we do incentivize customers um, with gift cards. And from there, we have a really solid response rate. Um, People are, yes, definitely motivated by the $50 gift card or whatever amount it is. (laughs) But we've had some really, really you know, across, across the last few months and since we've really been diving into customer interviews month over month, really just strong feedback from customers that they want to share their experiences and share what would make Sticks better or like how, you know, something that they learned that might help somebody else's experience. So I think it kind of just comes back to this really strong community of women who just want to help each other. So overall, like response rates are really positive and and it's really like good feedback. It's not just people getting on the phone and and saying like, yeah, like I like the product or yeah, like, you know, it could have a nicer color box or something like that. It's people giving really meaningful feedback.
2: Yeah, to echo what Amina said, you know, we definitely incentivize people um, in all different parts of the journey to share um, their experience because we do want to make sure they're incentivized for the time that they're taking to fill out the different surveys that we're sending, as well as I think um, what she touched upon in terms of like, these are really vulnerable products and moments for people um, in some cases. And I think that people are excited to share their experience if they're having a positive experience with sticks because of that kind of community aspect. And generally the feedback that we're getting is really constructive. positive. So that's really amazing to see as well.
0: Awesome. Yeah. I I can imagine like a very strong community, um, kind of like surrounding sticks, um, both internally and externally. And I imagine there's like an element of comfort too, from like, Oh, like, you know, you're not alone. You're buying these products. You see like product reviews or, um, other customers are like following their social media, whatever it is. You're kind of like comforted by having, um, you know, and perhaps some, we had talked, we had briefly touched upon like the stigma that surrounds like these products for women of like, whether it's UTI or medicine or pregnancy tests, anything along those lines. So I, I imagine like coming to stakes, you're like, oh, some of that is like kind of eradicated and it just lends into a better experience as well. Like buying the actual product. Um, one thing too, that I wanted to touch upon was, and we've, We've mentioned it with the post-purchase surveys, but I'm curious to know, like I think post-purchase is more, it's a newer space of people are starting to like grow into that space and realize the importance of like, oh, you know, the, after your customer buys from you, that shouldn't be the last interaction you're having with them. So I guess when did, um, has post-purchase always been kind of part of the strategy for sticks, Or if not, when did it kind of become, um, something that you all started exploring.
2: Yeah, I can speak to that. I definitely think, again, like as I was brought on to do the specific lifecycle work at Sticks, I think it's shifted in importance. And I think it's become increasingly important over time as we're focusing on retention and really nurturing our existing customers. I think, again, because of the nature of our products, that post-purchase experience and making sure that customers have the information that they need, have the education and the resources that they need to, you know, properly use our products and feel good about using our products is really important as well as again, that retention piece, right? Like making sure they know all of the products that we offer and that we're meeting them at all different stages of their life and stages in, you know, the potential need for different products that we sell.
0: So, would you say like what um, what opportunities I guess like would arise from focusing on the post purchase experience?
2: Yeah. So we're actually currently like revamping our entire post purchase experience. So um, a lot of that has to do with making sure that we're really providing like a holistic experience in terms of like ways to engage with sticks and the community. So. Um, sending them relevant Real Talk articles, um, and Real Talk is our incredible blog with a bunch of educational information um, surrounding the specific product category that they ordered. Um, making sure we're talking about our referral and loyalty programs, which is something that we just launched and definitely want to highlight, um, so that they can engage with those and you know grow over time with Sticks. Um, As well as just, again, like cross-sell and upsell information, making sure they understand the different products that we offer and how they can continue to grow with sticks over time, Um, as well as that survey that I was talking about, you know, making sure we're revamping that constantly, asking new questions and getting a really holistic understanding of our customer experience and how we can continue to get better and grow with them.
0: Yeah. I, I was actually reading through, um, the real talk blog and I think it's great that you have that on there. Um, just like from the educational point. Yes. But just like, it's kind of comforting, um, knowing, you know, you have like actual backed blogs of like, these are the things that you should be aware of for your health. And, um, yeah, I, I, I loved going through. I was like, oh, my God, this is so interesting. Like, it was like entertaining as well. Like, they're so well written. And I love that you guys um, include that as part of your post-purchase experience as well.
2: Yeah, for sure. I think it's a it's a very important part of our post-purchase experience. And I think it um, really helps, you know, when someone's going through a vulnerable moment and needs more information or needs to know that they're not alone and that what they're going through is completely normal, I think Real Talk definitely um helps with that Mm -hmm, for sure yeah
1: and i think another interesting thing that we just started doing as a part of our rebrand as well is like we're bringing people back to real talk as a part of the physical post-purchase experience so once you actually have your product in hand um we have qr codes on all of our packaging that bring people back to real talk bring people to of a a specific article or kind of like landing page that is related to the product that they're purchasing and then kind of allows them to like explore real talk on their own so it's just another way that we're bringing people you know back into the fold and back into the community um throughout you know both the digital post-purchase experience and the physical post-purchase experience
0: an awesome idea. Like, I love that so much putting the QR codes um, on packaging to blogs that are related to their product. You know, it's something small, but like monumental, you know, possibly um, throughout the customer journey. So I, I haven't seen that. I don't think um, so that's, that's pretty cool. I commend you both for having that, <laughs> um, having that innovation. You had mentioned as well that you just had started rolling out, Emma, um, the loyalty programs um, or maybe revamping them. But can you tell us a little bit more about kind of like how you started rolling that out and then what like the goal of that uh, strategy is?
2: Yeah, for sure. So when I was brought on, we were actively already kind of rolling out that loyalty program, which was actually brand new for six. And then also completely revamping our referral program as well um, a large part of it was awareness around loyalty and referral right like how do we message to people that we now have this and that you know they can use it to grow with the brand over time um, I think a large you know part of that strategy is also retention as well obviously like incentivizing people to continue to come back to sticks and rewarding them for doing so. I think that's a big part of, you know, taking care of our customers and building trust with them, Um, you know, providing them different opportunities to engage with the brand, right? Like giving them different points for different things. For example, um, you know, going and reading real talk articles or taking our quiz on site um, to get like customized product recommendations, all of these different ways to earn points over time and keep them engaged and keep them a part of the sticks community, I think is a large part of that strategy. And I think that will ultimately help with retention and creating that sticks community that we're really trying to build.
0: Um, Do you guys have like any, um, not referrals and rewards, any um, reviews? That's the word I'm looking for. Do you have any like reviews? Um, I'm curious, like that customer's, give as well that you like put in front of other customers, like on your website or anything along that line, those lines.
1: Yeah. So yeah, we, I'm going go to go ahead, Emma. I can take it. <laughs> um, so it's going to say from like a social and email perspective and like a lot of our campaign emails and um, things that we do on social, whether it's stories or posts um, we do often do review roundups because we get a lot of great um, <clears throat> feedback from customers about, you know, just, how great a product is, or, or again, how convenient the shipping was and how that really was a game changer for them. Like we've had customers write in that they live, you know, 30, 40, 50 minutes away from a drugstore or from like a Target or a grocery store. And so being able to get products shipped to them is like amazing and it's a game changer for them. So we do like to kind of share that out with the group, um, with all of our customers through those different channels. We also, as a team, um start our weeks every monday with a customer review to really like Mm -hmm. center ourselves on why we do what we do and so that's always a really great way for us as a team to come back together and say like again this customer you know is really benefiting from these products in, in these ways and just really centering us on why we're here which is to serve our community awesome i mean i love that you guys um share them with your customers,
0: but also internally, I think that's a great practice. Emma, did you wanna add anything on there?
2: Yeah, I think I'm gonna, you know, really hit the nail on the head, just making sure that we're highlighting those reviews and talking about them, including them across the customer journey and throughout the life cycle, um, and really sharing the experience that our customers have, because I think it's really special and it's something that absolutely differentiates sticks.
0: Yeah, yeah, I completely, I completely agree, and I could definitely see that being a um, differentiator in the like customer experience as a whole. Um, one thing as well that I think is we touched on a little bit in the beginning, but Emma, you had said that you um, helped build out the SMS strategy or made sure that um, you know your your customers were being properly communicated with. So I was curious if you could tell us about. Um, Yes, we can touch on like emails, but SMS as well because I think it's um, I've, I've at least heard through this podcast or through other brands that there's a little bit more um, of a hesitancy to like accepting SMS as using it coupled with email or instead of email, however a brand takes it. So I'm curious to hear both of your um, takes on, you know, the progression of using SMS maybe instead of or coupled with email.
2: Yeah, I think SMS is really important, and it's something that we were doing when I came onto the team, but I think it's something that we're definitely looking to continue to optimize and iterate on over time. I think one of the things that's really special about SMS is it allows us to get directly in front of our customers and really um, almost have a conversation with them in a way, and you know, our messaging is extremely conversational. Um, we really focus on feeling more like a friend than like um, just a random person behind the screen. (laughs) We really want them to feel comfortable with us and we want them to feel nurtured over time, especially existing customers. We want them to feel supported from start to finish in their journey, whether that be through shipping notifications and knowing exactly where their order is, providing them with that tracking information, um, post-purchase opportunities to join different programs like referral and loyalty. Um, I think that's all important to include in those SMS communications. And I think that SMS is sometimes overlooked in a way, um, by brands. And I think it's a really important part of what we do, especially because of that communication piece and that, um, nurturing piece of building trust with our customers.
0: Yeah. And I've heard like, um, we had like an email expert, Jesse Byrne, shout him out, love him. But um, he came on the podcast and he was kind of like telling us all about email and like the conversational piece of SMS of how like you are, you do have to acknowledge like it's your phone, your text. like your friends and family are texting from um, like, you know, your inbox um, and email is perhaps a little bit more professional or a little bit more distant from the consumer itself or themselves. So How do you like make sure, even if it's down to the details of like the copy that you're sending, I know your messaging is conversational, but like how do you actually make sure that the customer feels like, oh, like I can just reach out like this is, yes, their customer success team or customer service team. But how do you make sure that like the whole team is centralized on making sure the customer feels like they're just talking to a friend?
2: Yeah, I think the copy is a large part of that. Um, We have a really amazing copy and editorial manager who helps me with that copy and making sure that it does feel very conversational and nurturing and it feels like, you know, sticks. Um, I think also including different images and GIFs and like anytime we can like humanize ourselves, right? Like we've done like highlights on like different team members. Like anything that humanizes us as a brand to make it feel again, like more warm and like building that trust, I think is really important Um, as well as just like, yeah, like you said, showing up in their inbox is a little bit more intimate. So making sure that we're giving them, you know, the information that they need to make decisions um, and have feel informed and nurtured over time, I think is really important as well. Yeah. You want to make sure that you're sending like that crucial information.
0: Like if it's good at quality information and it adds value to the customer, I'm of the opinion that, you know, I would text, like, I'm going to check that way more frequently than I do email. And so it's like, oh, if I get a very high value, um, ad through my, through texting, I'm like, oh sure. Like I love that. Um, I think SMS is one of those tricky things that if people worry that it's spammy, but, and of course you're going to, differentiate between customers. So like some people prefer only email, right? Only SMS, whatever. Um, but I think having like for that exact reason as well, having email and SMS, both options, because customers might prefer one of the the other, I think is a great, uh, great approach. And I believe you all are on um, the attentive integration as well, which is fun because we just launched with them. So there's a lot of excitement around that. Um, so we love seeing, of course, success, success stories around um attentive and one of our partners but i I love um that approach amina do you have anything else to add around like the operational standpoint for uh, sms
1: no i'm really excited for the attentive integration um that we're you know have set up right now and we'll continue to work on but again just like sharing tracking with people like through um sms like to me as a consumer i love that um, and I think that's like, yeah, I just, I check my phone a lot more than I check my email. So yeah. <laughs> if I get a, it, like just getting a text to say like, my sticks is here, I'm like, amazing, great. I know exactly like what's going on. Um, so I think that's just, again, like meeting customers where they are and we know like customers use their phones and there's people that are opted in and we know that's the best way to reach them. So being able just to capitalize on that throughout that kind of physical journey as they're actually receiving their product is really exciting.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, This has been great. One of the, this is um, one of my favorite parts of our podcast is asking about like resources that you all would recommend, um, whether it's someone who is just getting started out in the space or something that, you know, you take alongside with you every day as you're approaching work. So what's one thing that you would like to share with listeners as far as, you know, like this has been helpful for me to know, or this is what I've learned uh, kind of about like customer retention or just in general?
2: Yeah, I can go. Um, I definitely think Attentive University has been really helpful for me, like retention with SMS. yeah, Po has also been a really great resource for us in terms of referral and loyalty and then also um, HubSpot I always turn to for just like trends. I currently have the loyalty trends of 2022 open <laughs> on my computer. So um, <laughs> I think those three are kind of like my top in terms of retention. That's
0: awesome. I, I love HubSpot, too. I always <laughs> I uh, Yeah, I'm the same way. <laughs>
1: I've like, as a non marketer, I'm always like, what is HubSpot? And now that I work <laughs> at Sticks, like people actually use HubSpot. I'm like, oh, okay, I get it now. Um, so I feel like, you know, prior to working at Sticks, people would always talk about it. And I'm like, what is that? Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I wouldn't even say these are operational resources, but two like newsletters that I love subscribing to and actually read are um, one is Thing Testing and one is Modern Retail. Um, so both are really interesting and Thing Testing kind of shares new and upcoming brands and what they're doing sometimes it talks about sustainability which is also interesting um you know for for every brand to think about and modern retail similarly like features different brands and um kind of their different approaches on things so i always just love reading those um newsletters because they feature so many different topics like operational topics supply chain topics retention topics Um, so it's just really interesting to educate yourself on what other brands out there are doing and like continue to grow our network like as as sticks and um, meet other people in this space and um, learn you know what are other people doing and what works what doesn't work so um, I always love reading those those two newsletters Um, those are those are the two that actually like stay in my inbox until I read them versus like directly (laughs) get archived Uh, yeah so those are kind of my two things um, that I really recommend for people and just you know it's a nice like casual light read
0: Yes. Yeah. I love, um, Nick Sharma too. I subscribe to his newsletter, like just like so, so much information all like in one email. I'm like, okay, good. Like I can read this easily digestible. And you brought up one good point of like, just learning about what, um, what other brands are doing and like what's worked well for them. What hasn't, I think that's, i found in the e-commerce space or like D2C people are so willing to share. And I think that's one great thing of like, Oh, this is not working for us. Like, what did you do if you had a similar problem and just learning from others? So I love, um, both of those recommendations of like platforms that you can use to help you get, uh, achieve your goals that you're trying to achieve. And then also the like references that you can read to like be well informed. Um, thank you both for sharing. And this has been so phenomenal to have you on the podcast. Um, it's been awesome i want to give you the space if there's either of you if there's anything else you would like to like talk about or mention but uh this has been phenomenal
1: um yeah nothing else this has been great um, super fun to get to share some of the things that we've been working on um i think overall like, emma definitely touched on it but just having malomo as um one of the tools that we utilize for our customers has been great like Prior to using Malomo, we did like nothing from like a tracking experience or a post-purchase experience. Um, So for me, like being able to make sure customers are like getting what they need as quickly as they need it, Malomo has been just such a huge upgrade um, in terms of what we're able to offer to our customers. So it's been a really, really great experience and we're excited to kind of like see, you know, what else is down the line um, for us in terms of our partnership together, um, but also with other, you know, tools that Will just help continue to increase customer retention um, and you know keep our customers happy and loyal.
0: Thank you for sharing. I mean, we love hearing that.
1: <laughs> it Makes my day to hear it. <laughs> That's
0: what we try and do best. So, thank you.
2: Yeah, to echo what Amina said, I think I'm very excited to you know continue to utilize Malomo. It really helped us to level up our post purchase and tracking experience, and just made for an overall like better customer experience and journey um and yeah thank you so much for having me on the podcast i really appreciate it our pleasure we love it we love highlighting our um
0: our customers and our brands and all the things that all the amazing things that you all are doing so really thank you i hope you enjoyed that episode it was so intentional and impactful that i know i i really enjoyed Getting to know Amina and Emma a little bit more, more about their brand, more about all the amazing things that Six is doing in terms of accessibility to health products and building a community, erasing stigma around female reproductive products. There was only a couple other, a couple things that I had to fact check. Um, in this episode, I do want to say the one fact that I literally say in the episode that I'll fact check is correct. So, returning customers are sixty to seventy percent more likely to purchase. Then, the only other thing that I really wanted to emphasize, not even fact check, was the resources that Emma provided, which was going reading up um, on attending university, YAPTO, HubSpot. They're great resources. Highly recommend. Um, and then. Just to reemphasize Amina's recommendations of newsletters, think testing, and modern retail. So if you look both of those up, you should be able to find where you can subscribe if you're interested. We hope you'll join us for our next episode. We have quite an amazing guest coming on. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite listening platform and be sure to follow us on social media to stay up to date on all things Malomo.